Father, you are adorable. You are exalted. You are magnificent. You are stunning. You overwhelm me with your forethought, your detailed love, and your long-range plans, your tenderness. You overwhelm me with who you are. And you overwhelm me with the gift of your son and your spirit and your truth and that you keep loving and loving and loving and oceans of love that have been prepared before the foundations of the world. You are ready to release in every moment with no hesitation. So, Father, I would like for you to have a very good night. As your daughter, I would like to give you a gift and say, here are your children. Here is this room. Here is this moment in time. And I ask that you would pretty please have a wonderful night, Father. That in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit would rise up inside of us. And that the dove of the Holy Spirit inside of us would be free to get off the nest within us, rise up within us, spread his wings inside of our spirit, and lift us to a place of just soaring with him. And to lift us so out of our minds that we're open for your revelation that bypasses the mind. And so, Holy Spirit, would you please give us the power to receive everything you want to release tonight? Would you give us the power to receive everything, everything, that you want to release tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. There are some messages, as my friend Matt Williams likes to say, that are taught and some that are caught. This is a message to be caught. So ask the Holy Spirit to help you and let your mind take a mini vacation and just let something be put in your spirit. Isaiah 46.10 says, I am God. I am God and there is no one like me. I know the end from the beginning. I will accomplish my purposes. It is written, the Lord is gracious, merciful, full of compassion, it is written, God is love. His name is Jehovah. His name is Yahweh. Which literally in the Hebrew means that he's the fullness of all life and inside of him is all time. That God is so God that in one moment he can look from the ancient past into the eternity of eternities all of time is in him. 
And scripture teaches that before the foundations of the earth, he longed for fellowship. He longed for family. And so he looks down the annals of time and he sees that if he creates a man and a woman, and if there's generation upon generation upon generation, that there would be a group of people who would want to know him and want to believe in him and want to be family with him. And he was so filled with gratitude. Gratitude. That somebody would believe him. And that some people would love him back. So filled with gratitude that out of himself, he creates the Son and the Spirit. And he sets forth in motion a plan birthed out of gratitude that someone would believe and love him. And so out of gratitude, he thinks, what's the highest blessing? What's the highest thank you I can give to this man and woman when I form them? And he says, in my image, be. He said, that's, that's the greatest gift I can give you. Be in my image. And so from Abraham to Noah to Moses, to Mount Sinai, to Jesus, to Peter, to Paul, to John. He was constantly saying, let me tell you how you can be in my image. This is my culture. These are my morals. These are my values. This is the way I think. This is the way I love. This is all my gift to you. And it all came out of gratitude. And in Second Peter 1, 3 says, he looked and he saw, you will believe in me. And so my gift is I will open up the heavens and I will give you every spiritual blessing, everything you need for life and godliness. I will withhold nothing from you because I'm grateful for you. And because everything in the word where he's saying love, forgive, be, they were all directions to be like him. So he never asked anything of us that he isn't already done or he isn't already living and being. He has nothing of us that he isn't already walking in. When he said Take up your cross and follow me. He wasn't asking us to do anything he hadn't already done before the foundations of the earth. Before the foundations of the earth, Jesus said, I will take up my cross and I will follow them. I will leave heaven and go down to humanity. And I will follow them and I will take on all the sin that they will commit. And when he says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18... 
in all things, give thanks. He wasn't asking something of us that wasn't alive in his heart 24-7 since the beginning of time. In everything, he gives thanks. Did you take that personally? In every moment, he gives thanks for you. For every thought, every emotion, every action, everything, everything that's everything that's everything that's everything that's everything that's ever hit your mind, hit your heart, hit your body, hit your life, he has given thanks. Because in his heart, there is such a tsunami of gratitude. He is determined to give thanks for whatever hits you, though a lot of it is not from him. But his gratitude is determined to be thankful and ready to turn it into healing and strength and wisdom and greater anointing and victory and blessing. So sometimes... When you're being hard on yourself, you're just not in his image yet. It's not holy, you know. It's not holy. You're just not in his image yet. Because he gives thanks for you in every moment. And even when you're in the depths of depression and you're going, Jesus, help me, he is flooded with gratitude for you because you're still standing and you're still calling his name. He is grateful for you. And everything. He's never missed one time when you've called out to him, one moment that you prayed, one moment that you were even sweet to the checkout person at Walmart. He has never missed being grateful for you. And even the things that you have said, I failed here, I didn't do this, he's grateful for you. He has never criticized you. He's grateful for you because from the foundations of the earth, he determined in his heart, I'm going to give you my highest gift. Be in my image. And what I ask of you, I shall be to you. And I will give thanks for you always. He says, pray without ceasing. He hasn't asked anything of us he isn't already doing. But prayer to him is not words. Prayer to him is relationship. In Isaiah 53, it says, and Jesus made intercession. It means Jesus came and he was in relationship with us. And he poured out the Father's love and the Father's mercy. And when he rose from the dead, he prepared a banquet table of the Father's thank you for you. But even after he ascended in Hebrews 7.25, even now Jesus intercedes that you, the ones who have known him, believed in him, will receive full salvation. You will receive the fullness of his gift of gratitude. 
to him. Prayer is relationship. And he prays for every one of us differently. But with no less gratitude for one than for another. He's grateful for you. And every moment of you. And everything about you. He doesn't see failure or struggles. He is grateful. Perfect love is perfectly grateful. And to him, prayer is not words. Prayer is relationship. Prayer is how he pours his love and his gratitude over us as he interceded for us on the cross. And Jesus intercedes for him now. Prayer is relationship. Prayer is Jesus bending low, wrapping his arms around you every moment and praying the Father's gifts of gratitude over you and in you every moment, every moment, every moment, every moment. And as in his image, be transforms us. We become more aware and more aware and more aware of that prayer of gratitude over us. Salvation, gifts of the Spirit, healing, everything, every promise came out of his gratitude. It's his thank you for those who have dared to believe. It's no small thing to him. David understood. David understood that prayer was relationship. He understood that all of this in this word was God's thank you. And he understood that to respond, you had to go to a different realm. And so in Psalm 30, verse 8, when David's trying to to thank God, he uses the most beautiful phrase in the Hebrew. He says, my glory gives you praise and thanks. David is saying, in my personality and in my mind, I can say thank you. But I don't relate to you on an earthly realm. I want the glory you've placed inside of me to relate to you. My glory Thanks you, God. That's a different realm. Paul understood it. Only Paul took it a step further. Paul, who is drenched with the revelation that before the foundations of the earth, God was releasing gratitude. Paul, who uses heavy, poetic, powerful words like lavish love and intentionally wonderful. And he just fills the vocabulary with extraordinary words when he talks about God's love and grace. But Paul understood in his image, be. And so Paul writes with a realm of revelation that no one wrote with before 
And I kind of doubt anyone's written with this realm of revelation since. Because when Paul is talking about his relationships, and his prayer is relational, and he's talking about, I am so grateful for you. I give thanks for you. He's moving in that image of God, of gratitude and thanks. How would you like someone to pray this for you? I give thanks for you. So from the day we have heard, we've not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, with great joy because of our partnership, my prayer is that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and pure and blameless, filled with the fruit of righteousness. For this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope which he has called you to and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance, the immeasurable greatness of his power, on and 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 on. You ever hear anybody pray like that? With so much power, 2,000 years later, his prayer still shakes something inside of us with anointing. This is a man who understood that freely ye have received, freely give. And he had freely received. Oh, my goodness. God is grateful for me. God's grateful for me. And in spite of all the years, Paul would say, when I martyred and killed, Believers, he's grateful for me. And he receives this gratitude that washes grace and cleansing over all of his life. And he's flooded with the love of God. And so he's in his image. And so when he's looking at believers, he's filled with the same genre of heart that the Father carries. So Paul is so filled with gratitude for his partners that then he releases a realm of prayer that was unheard of from Genesis to Revelation. Just like when the Father was filled with gratitude and he released a realm of prayer by sending his Son and his Son even now praying for us. He is grateful for you.
He's even placed the spirit within us so that in his image we may be until we can freely receive that gratitude. And then we know we're getting a baby step closer to being in his image when we agree. And we go, wow, I am grateful for me. self-beratement. I am grateful for me. And the entire journey, all the things in earthly eyes we might have called glitches, missteps, failures, hurts, wounds, disappointments, you know, they all got a name. Closer to being in his image. That means for every person, every situation, everything about me, past, present, and who knows what and however, I am grateful for me. Because if I can freely receive that he gives thanks for me and The unspeakable, immeasurable power of God can go from the top of my head to the soles of my feet from before I was in my mother's womb all the way until I see him face to face and I can be grateful for me. With nothing but gratitude when I look on my own journey because that's all he sees is I'm grateful. And in all things, I give thanks for you and everything you've been through. And every time you still cried out to me, he's singing, I am grateful for you. And the very things you don't want to talk about and you want to hide, I am grateful for that. Because with his gratitude comes all the promises of transform it. Never minimizing the pain, the agony, or whatever. You know? But he is so the God of love. He says, I am grateful for that because I can show you my love and gratitude there. I can do this. I can do that. I am grateful. And the more I can freely receive that perfect love is perfectly grateful and it gets in me and I can be perfectly grateful for my own self and my own life, you know what happens? 
we become like Paul. Freely we've received. Then when we look at each other, we, we're just, I am grateful for you. I am grateful for you. For you. And then when we pray for each other, out of that place, different realm. Different realm of revelation like Paul moved in. Because now we're in his image and we're flowing. He is grateful for you. And he's grateful for every time you've trusted him. 